Welcome to episode 184 of Podcateers. It's the last episode of 2017. Gavin joins us as we talk about his and Javier's thoughts on The Last Jedi, because guess who still hasn't seen it? Uh, We talk about the reason why Javier was wearing a tinfoil hat, Disney acquiring 20th Century Fox, and we reflect on 2017, plus we look to the future and more. So before we jump into the episode, as always, a huge thank you goes out to the FGP squad, our fairy godparents, for their support in making this episode possible. If you would like to become a fairy godparent of the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month just by going to podcasters.com FGP. You'll find all of the information that you need there. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash uh, Same information is available there. Uh, Plus, if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5 per month, you will get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button as a thank you for your support. Uh, If you shop on Amazon, the next time you need to make a purchase, please consider starting that journey over at podcateers.com slash Amazon. There you can click on the big Amazon button, which will take you to Amazon using our special referral link. And if you buy something, we get a small commission as a thank you from you and from Amazon. So to everyone that's going through our special referral link, thank you very much for the added support. On the interwebs, you'll find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Just search for Podcateers. We would truly appreciate it if you follow, like, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. And I think it's time to jump into the episode. So, if you guys are listening to this in 2017, have a safe and happy new year. And if you're listening to this in 2018 and beyond, happy new year. May you have an amazing year. So, here we go. This is episode 184 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to have that song in my head like the rest of the evening. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to put that in the outro or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be funny. All right, so did you really see The Last Jedi? Yeah. Uh, thanks for ruining my Everybody my but you, day I think. Night, Javier. <laughs> I had my day night. Uh, what happened? Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to have mine right now at 6 yeah, p.m. But this is more important. Is it? Because <laughs> I'm starting to think I should have just recorded with Gavin earlier today. <laughs> That may have been a better option, so I could still go see the Last why, Jedi. Why didn't you just say something? I I know watching this movie was important to you. Because you said this was the only time you could record. <laughs> well, I am more important. So, all right. So, is there any way that you guys can get? Because I know you've seen it like seven times already, right, Gavin? Um, yes, I've seen it at least. Seven times. See, I knew it. Actually, I've seen it. I've seen it once, oh. but I feel like I've seen <laughs> it. It seven feels times. like seven. I've I've wanted to see it every time for the every day for the last seven days. Oh, uh, yeah, that counts. So, I mean, in your head, I keep replaying it in my head. Yeah, in your head, yeah. it's replaying. So technically, you have seen it seven times, right? Right, right. 
Right. I'm going to try and go see it again, uh, I think, next weekend. Got it. I'm not going to say I'm super salty about not being able to watch it right now, but, you know. <clears throat> you can miss it. Oh, really? You can wait. Really? I know. I'm, let okay. me rephrase that. Go watch it, but there's nothing to be in a hurry for. Okay, so that kind of leads me into my next question. Is there any way that you guys can give me your thoughts on it without spoiling Not things at all. for me? Not at all. Oh, I can. Can you? Okay, I trust Gavin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Gavin. I'm going to tell I you who you. died. Actually, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm going <laughs> to shut off your mic. Gavin, your thoughts on The Last Jedi, without spoilers or anything, go. All right, so The Last Jedi is, first of all, the funniest Star Wars movie they've made so far. It's really funny. It Even funny. funnier than the Christmas special? <laughs> no, that was well, I don't a know. Joke. I've never actually There's a I've never actually watched that. No, yeah, that was a joke if you remember we watched Oh, it. you should drink a little bit and then watch that. Yeah. See, the problem is you you'll laugh at it, not with it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I've actually kind of avoided that one cuz I don't want it to kind of taint my my feelings about Star Wars and I've heard just so many awful things about it. So I think I might just, yeah, I'll continue to avoid that. But the last Jedi, I would actually call it a comedy movie before I would even call it a sci-fi or fantasy movie. Like it is really funny. Um, it also is filled with surprises. There are so many surprises in it that I couldn't even believe it. And things that they kept under wraps that not even all the rumors out there like broke wide open before it happened. So I, I think you're going to find lots of surprises with it. You're going to find lots of laughs. There are some pretty intense moments and there's some pretty amazing plot twists as well, uh, including like you're probably going to go into this movie with one giant assumption about a certain character and that assumption will not come true. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, that being said, I, it's, I think it's totally worth watching um, for anybody who's a Star Wars fan. I think if if you're not a Star Wars fan like and you haven't seen all the movies, there's a ton of this movie that won't make any sense at all to you because it relies on references to things in the past. But if you've seen them all, which I think you've seen them all, right? Uh, now I have. Yeah, I know that recently you just went back and watched, yes. the, or like within the last year or so, you went yep. back and watched all of them. In episode one, so, two, three? Everything. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I even so, went through So Jar -Jar you're good. Again. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you're good to go. You'll get everything. Okay. And, you know, it's one of those ones that just, it relies on the history of those movies very heavily for its references and its jokes and its, even its like main storylines. So... But having seen them all, I mean, you're going to love it. I, I have no doubt that you're going to love this movie. So let me ask you a question. Considering uh, it does rely on, you know, the backstory, you said it was more of a comedy. Uh, I, I've been doing my best to stay away from all of the reviews and the posts. Like mm -hmm. my eyes have been trained that if I see a picture of Kylo Ren or Luke Skywalker or Rey, I immediately flip away from it because I don't even want to see the clickbait title. Because I'm right. I'm sure that the title will give something away. So mm -hmm. the one question I want to ask, you know, different Star Wars fans is, did you leave this film angry at the outcome? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. I, I left. It concludes in a very different way than I expected it would conclude. And it left 
so much open for the next movie. Oh, okay. That I think it's a perfect middle movie for a trilogy. You know, it, it got to get a lot of the comedy in because I feel like the third one will probably take a little bit of a darker turn. And, you know, so the, the comedy kind of was a great segue for this movie. Uh, but I don't feel like it's a purely transitional movie. I think it stands alone as a great movie. So, uh, but no, I wasn't, I wasn't angry or disappointed at all. I was, I was surprised, shocked maybe. And, but at the same time, I was very impressed with the way that it ended. So, and you'll, right when you see the ending, you'll, you'll know exactly what I mean by all of this. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that will be instantly clear. A porg explodes. <laughs> Dude, you did, you did watch the movie then. <laughs> okay. So this question is actually for both of you. We'll start with Gavin's answer, but, uh, I know Javier, you had kind of chewed out the last, I did. uh, the last star Wars film because you said it reflected a new hope way too much that it mirrored the, the storyline, uh, because you gave that, you know, that opinion last time, I, I want to ask that question to Gavin first. Did you feel that this one continued that trend of mirroring the other trilogy? Uh, absolutely not. I feel like this one had no mirroring or reflection of any of the previous movies. I feel like the, the plot line and the way that it was woven together is unlike any other Star Wars movie up to this point. Okay. Javier? I am going to agree, but almost in the way of they're trying to say, let's try to forget the last movie. And let's let's start almost anew. Uh, they did a lot of changes in this movie where I was okay with, but I felt like the last movie with J.J. Uh, Abrams was more like, a, mm, let's forget what he made. And let's start something new, something different. Uh, my only issue with the movie, which I do agree with him. It was funny. It, was, it looked beautiful. You know, all the basic stuff. Uh, my issue with the movie was that it just didn't take any risk in the storytelling. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I disagree with that, especially the ending, mm, which we can't really talk my about. My <laughs> issue was a lot of it was uh, kind of like the first one. Remember, Hazen, you kind of predicted the whole story, right? You right. said this is going to happen. And that was my issue where it was predictable. You predicted the whole thing. Uh, I feel like there's a chance you might predict the whole thing with this one as well. But do you think because when I went into the last one, I feel like I almost predicted it before I saw anything. Mm -hmm. Like I almost knew pretty much everything before I had seen it. Do you think that I'll feel like that like three quarters of the way in and then figure out what's going to happen? Or like from the very beginning, I'm going to say, oh, I know exactly how this is going to end. No, 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 no. You won't know exactly how it's going to end. Um, but I think there is a feeling of, for me, for me at least, uh, lack of risk and the storytelling was okay, you know. Uh, and I'm not bashing the movie, to be honest with you. I actually like the movie. I just, I when I left the theater, I felt a little uh, empty because I felt like, kind of what Gavin said, it... Um, it was a middle movie instead of standalone. I, I, I just didn't feel like I could watch this movie and feel like uh, it was complete. It just wasn't. Uh, it was like a to be continued. 
which I don't like. I want them to throw everything in one movie to make it feel whole, and it just didn't to me. Now they the what he said about uh uh what did you say uh, uh um special appearances that that see now that was awesome yeah that was cool there were some yeah there, there's mm-hmm. one or two uh, appearances that I thought was completely genius on what they did yeah interesting and yeah. if you like i'll tell you off off mic no i don't want to hear <laughs> i actually want to watch it dude i you have no idea how hard i have been trying to stay away from having this movie spoiled mm-hmm. oh yeah that's a that's a difficult task a week into it yeah I, it's it's everywhere you know and like i said yeah. flipping through google now like when i go to see my news updates and stuff like that Especially during research time when we were looking for, you know, stuff to talk about and, you know, uh, researching some of the topics that we were going to have, like the Fox Disney merger and everything. Like even the the links at the bottom of those articles were like, see what Blah Blah thinks of the last. And I was like, no, flip, <laughs> scroll, scroll. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm hoping that within the next couple of days, uh, finally, I'll get a chance to watch it. Uh, my, I had, I wanted to go yesterday originally because, uh, at work, they let us go early. They said, you know, go enjoy the holiday weekend with your families. We're going to let you guys, uh, they, they let us go almost like four, five hours earlier than normal. I would have gone seen Star Wars. Well, that was the thing. A bunch of my coworkers (laughs) got together to go watch Star Wars. Oh, okay. But Uh we had a couple things to do. So they all went without me and I didn't get a chance to go thinking, all right, well, I just, I just go tomorrow or something. You you had to be a dad. I mean, always getting in the way. Well, you know, that's (laughs) that dad thing. That dad thing. You know, that's (laughs) a lifetime job. (laughs) Uh, so I didn't get a chance yesterday, didn't get a chance today. I'm hoping that over the next couple of days that because it's Christmas, the theaters won't be so packed and I might be able to see like an early one or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe while the kids are asleep. I don't know. Maybe send them to take a nap and I'll go watch it. But it's like three <laughs> hours, right? Have them watch themselves. You're fine. Uh, no, I'll leave two and a half. Here. Uh, Lynette will stay with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Has she right. seen it? <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm not she, waiting she goes to the movies way more than i do like she'll normally you know go with a couple of her co-workers so she's seen a couple movies she doesn't go that often no oh, okay but she's seen a couple of movies just the with ones you really want to see with exactly you know, without you <laughs> exactly just just the ones i really want to see <laughs> that's not true um all right, so let's you know we mentioned it just uh, a bit ago. We'll talk about the Disney Fox uh, or the Fox purchase by Disney in just a moment. But I did want to comment a little bit about the last episode that we posted. Did you get a chance to hear it, Javier? No, not yet. Yeah, I am I, behind a couple weeks. I figured, <laughs> Gavin. I did. I found it quite magical, and that's what I was hoping for. What did you say? Magic. Yes. Oh, I need it was to awesome. hear this. Now, this is the sounds of Disney, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what I wanted. You know, we're in a blockout period, you mm-hmm. know, where two I, I kind of felt like two things were happening. It was either people were blocked out and they weren't gonna have a chance to go. I'm you blocked know, out. Not everybody <laughs> I mean I'm blocked out until next year. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't have the pass that allows you to go the last mm-hmm. two weeks of December. Mm-hmm. But really the people I was thinking of were the people that are out of town. 
that are not able to go for yeah, like you know, the, for, like Gavin, like Gavin in Mississippi. <laughs> yes, like Gavin in Mississippi. <laughs> uh, and because we have so many listeners, uh, we're worldwide now. Nice. You know, obviously, there's a lot Mississippi, of Mississippi, Idaho. <laughs> Yes, All that's, the places that's that Gavin worldwide. <laughs> somebody, it's part of the world. Somebody needs a map or a globe or something. <laughs> Alaska. Yes. Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> so we had a lot of comments. I asked in the episode for people to leave some comments about how they felt about the episode because we've never done anything like that. Very experimental. And look, this is not anything new. There are tons of other podcasts and YouTube channels and th- that do stuff like this. Uh, but this was something brand new for us. It's like audio know? blog. Kind of. Uh, it was really just the audio like of a vlog almost. Mm-hmm. But it was challenging because people would see me walking around and there was several times that were removed from the episode where people would ask me things like, mm. hey, h- how's that stabilizer work? Where'd you get that thing? It's like, I, I got it on Amazon. <laughs> How much was that? It's like, no, the podcasters.com slash Amazon. You'll find the links right there. Just go and purchase. So there was a few things that I did remove from there. Some obstacles. Yeah. You know, I I liked how it turned out at the end. I did have to remove a couple of those things. And I have one more piece of audio that I think I'm going to throw up uh, on Patreon (laughs) for our fairy god. No, put up, post, <laughs> not throw up, dude. That's what you said. I know, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm going to post it. Is that better for you? Much. I'm going to post it up on Patreon for our fairy godparents. It was the ceremony that they have when they're when they're bringing down the flag on Main Street. Mm. When the band is there and they're playing and you know they salute all of the armed forces. I recorded that audio as well. And I thought about putting it in the podcast, but it was going to make it way too long because that ceremony is almost half an hour long. Wow. So wow. what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to make it like a standalone audio clip and I'm going to throw it up. Sorry, Javier. I'm <laughs> throw it up. Let, um, let me say that again. I'm drop it. I'm going to post it. <laughs> on Patreon for our fairy godparents. Hmm. Does that suit you? Uh, much better. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to read a couple of the comments on that episode. Uh, I think one of the one of my favorite comments uh, came from Megan, uh, which said, I completely forgot I was at work for over an hour. Uh, another one came from listener Adriana that said, this made me so happy. Christmas at Disney is my favorite. Thank you. You're welcome. Another one came from Fairy Godparent Michelle. Love the episode. Thanks for making my morning commute merry and bright. Uh, another one came from listener Marin that said, I appreciate this episode. Thank you and happy holidays. Uh, you know, one of my main concerns was whether or not people were going to like this format. Mm-hmm. And considering that we got a pretty good reaction, good. I think I'm going to do this a little bit more often, maybe like every three or four months. We'll take something special that's happening in the parks and we'll probably end up vlogging it, but we'll also do like an audio episode Mm. so that the people that don't frequent YouTube or don't have the ability to sit there and watch videos can still listen to the audio and get the experience of being there at the park. Mm. Okay, sweet. Did you guys see the pictures of the SpaceX rocket flying over Disneyland? Yes. Oh Uh, my gosh, yes. Flying over Disneyland. It's it kind of flying over everywhere. Southern California, but there was tons of photos being posted of I had, flying over California. I had my aluminum hat on. Did you? Yeah. Did you take any <laughs> pictures of it? 
<laughs> of course did not. you vlog it dude no these are alien invasions i am not gonna risk <laughs> having a video and 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 they're gonna pinpoint where i am i'm trying to hide from the aliens i'll tell them where you are i'll give them exact gps coordinates <laughs> i'm sure you would <laughs> uh it was actually an awesome thing to see on social media yeah exactly i didn't get to see it I got home. So here's the deal. I my son, he uh, has this like daily progress report thing where they give him like a green check mark if he does well for the day, and I tell him, look, if you can get me five greens during the week, Friday I'll take you out for a special treat, whatever you nice. want. And so the parents of one of his schoolmates recently opened up a donut shop and we've been going there. It's, it's really good. I've posted about it on the account. It's no called kidding. rad donuts in Glendora. Nice. They, they open up the donut shop and he loves the donuts that they have there. So the treat that he chooses is going to rad donuts on Friday to see his friend. If he does well, and cool. if he does well, if he brings home five greens, that's what he gets at the end of the nice. week. Right. That's, that's his incentive. Awesome. I love this. And so, uh, he's been really good about it. He's been bringing home the five greens. And so we went yesterday. And, dude, I've been working on a few projects this last week. I got home right after the donuts. I sat on the couch and I knocked out, man. And I knocked out minutes before the rocket launched. Oh. So before. Wait, did you know of the rocket launch? Because I, I didn't know. I knew it was going to happen. Mm. But I I basically fell asleep. Like, fatigue kicked in hard, and I just conked out. And I woke up six hours later, <laughs> right before I had to actually go to bed, and I realized, damn, I missed this. Mm, and and your baby boy is over there wanting a donut. Well, he was asleep by then. Oh. <laughs> he was. It was like midnight when I finally woke oh. up, so... Uh, I was, I was a little upset, you know, I like looking at that stuff and if I can see it live, it's even better. The, the shape, you know, that the atmosphere was making as a rocket was flying through, I thought looked super cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we were Christmas shopping. Were you? Yeah. So I was in a, uh, building. I was at the mall actually. With your tin hat? With the tin hat. Yeah. Hey, uh, Gavin, could you see it from Georgia? I could not. I, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't aware of it until the next day, so I didn't even look. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, the first thing I saw was a video that somebody took from Tomorrowland at Disneyland. They captioned it like "cool new space effect over Tomorrowland," and uh. I, I didn't know there was a rocket launch, so I was like, "Oh, cool! They're using some sort of drones or." Or projections, and they're creating cool like UFOs above Tomorrowland. I thought that was a really cool thing, and then I just kept seeing more and more and more. And eventually, I saw a video that somebody posted from uh, California Adventure. I was like, "Wait a second, this is a totally different view. How are they doing it over here as well?" And then I started like looking up information on it, and I realized, "Oh, this is actually a real thing," and people were joking about it. But man, it looked amazing. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah. That I think that caption was a little incorrect, though. That launch is too futuristic for Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a Star Wars connection. You know what it feels like? It, <laughs> it either felt like there was a Galaxy's Edge connection, or I would even accept a connection to Mission Breakout. Right. Mm. Yeah. So if somebody had taken a photo 
of that over Mission Breakout, I think I would have lost it. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Lost it how exactly? I would have squeed. I was like, <laughs> Well, they're launching an even bigger rocket in the spring, and they're doing that from Florida, I think. So here in Georgia, I might be able to see that one. <laughs> Later in the episode, you might be in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, if you guys had any photos of the SpaceX launch that you guys want to share, make sure to tag us in the post. We'd love to repost them. Like I said, I was flipping through them, and I was just super psyched to see it. It looked amazing over California Adventure. Didn't see many Disneyland photos. I'm sure that if I searched for them, I would. But I saw several from California Adventure that I just thought were amazing to look at. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so you know we talked a little bit about it uh, a while ago. So let's get into this talk. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Disney made news that kind of rocked Hollywood, and I think maybe a month ago we kind of teased this idea that Disney was looking into purchasing Fox. And at the time, I, I dismissed it, I think. If I remember correctly, I dismissed it thinking Fake like... news. Yeah, like, there's no way this is going to happen. You know, this is just, you know, somebody starting up a rumor because it didn't seem viable or plausible to me that something like that was going to happen. And lo and behold, you know, several weeks go by it's and it like sparks when, up again. It's kind of like when people were talking about they were going to buy Netflix. Nobody believed it. And now all of a sudden they're going to buy Fox. Fat chance. That who was going to buy Netflix? Disney. Oh. But see, Netflix... Disney can't buy everything. But see, Netflix, and I'll get... Actually, that's a very relevant comment, and we'll get into that a little bit, because I want to hear your thoughts on it. But uh, the the Netflix acquisition would have been more plausible, I think, because it's a smaller company. You know, the equity that Netflix has is not as large as the, you know, almost 100-year legacy of Fox. You know, the Fox channel itself was really in its infancy. Like here in, in California, in Los Angeles, Fox 11, where a lot of the primary shows, you know, that we would watch... Uh, like the Simpsons and everything, like that channel. I don't know about across the country, oh, that but that up channel, a, a thought. you know, was created in the late nineties. Right. So the fact that Fox, as a, a like a network, you know, only appeared, you know, several decades ago, that it, it was just strange, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, this rumor kicks up again, and all of a sudden, it's building up steam, and a lot of news outlets are starting to report on it. And then it just it goes through and all of a sudden we see the fact that Bob Iger was sitting there, you know, shaking hands with Rupert Murdoch and all of a sudden Disney owns Fox. Yeah, it's crazy. What did you guys think when you guys first saw that? I honestly did not believe it. I I honestly thought I was reading. I was like, whatever. This didn't really happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just didn't, or maybe I didn't want to believe it, especially with, uh, like Universal Studios still has The Simpsons. What's that gonna happen? They gonna pull it, pull it out? It's like, nope, it's mine. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. I, I'm waiting for kind of a breakdown of a list of all of the exact properties that they own now, because 
I know that it was just a partial purchase. You know, they didn't get every single piece of 20th Century Fox. And there's a lot of major properties like The Simpsons. That's a great example where I can't see them like moving them out of, you know, Universal Studios or, you know, really kind of taking over certain properties like that. So I'm not sure exactly what, where those lines are being drawn. I know a lot of the big talk is about like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and, and the superhero characters that they will acquire now. But I'm more interested in, in things like the Simpsons and, and, you know, kind of past 20th century Fox animated properties that, you know, that have been created. So that's where my interest lies. But I was like you as well, where when I first heard the rumor, I didn't think there was any way they were going to buy 20th Century Fox. I thought that was overkill, and I I couldn't believe that they could actually make it work even financially. Right. And when they when they pulled it off, I was I was actually shocked. I couldn't believe it. And I, and I and it wasn't like a, a cash deal. It was like a stock deal. There was stocks that traded hands and whatever. And it's way too complicated for me to understand. But I was still impressed that they were able to do it. And I honestly think that a large part of it is all of the regional sports networks that they got from spot from Fox because of the fact that we know that ESPN hasn't really been, uh, you know, doing as, as well it has, as it has historically been, uh, you know, as far as being a cash cow for them, you know, the last several years they've been, you know, hemorrhaging money in that area. So I think a lot of it had to do with the regional sports stuff that they got and less to do with some of the other entertainment properties. Wasn't there a right. Simpsons episode where they predicted Fox or Disney would buy Fox? Yes. Was there really? There was like a marquee at a yeah, yeah. there was a marquee in a Simpsons episode <laughs> that said uh, 20th Century Fox, a Walt Disney company. Or like that. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, well, the, they, the Simpsons has predicted so many things over the years. Oh man, that's crazy. Well, I I think it's interesting because Disney's kind of getting a reputation now for buying up all these companies, and I you know I hear a lot of non-Disney people around me you know throwing around the word monopoly and you know things like that. Uh, you know, I think they're still just a small piece of the entertainment pie in general, but. It is interesting to see them buy up so many companies over the last decade. Right. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that is one of the words that I've seen get thrown around on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, in order to have a monopoly, you have to be the only game in town. Right. And as of this moment, even though Fox has acquired or has been acquired by Disney, they're not the only game in town because there was six major studios when Fox existed. Now we're down to five. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely not a monopoly. And I'm not saying that because I'm defending the Disney company. I'm just stating a fact, right? When uh, the deal went through, they basically got the entire thing for, I believe, $52 billion. And Jump chain. what they got was basically <laughs> everything except the news networks. Mm -hmm. So they had wow. everything. Disney like didn't movies. even want the Fox News. Well, that was actually part of what Fox wanted to keep. Mm. That was part of the deal because I believe what they want to do is they've built some equity in Fox News, you know, according to them, and they want to rebuild their company 
using the Fox News networks. They're going to build an entirely new company mm -hmm. that's dedicated to news just using the Fox networks. So everything else went over to Disney, like the rights to X-Men, the Fantastic Four, all of the films that were under, you know, the the umbrella of 20th Century Fox, all of the TV shows that have That's been made, crazy. like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you know all these things that have been either on Netflix. Buffy's or a removed. princess now. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was listening to an episode of the Animation Station. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago where they where they were talking about Anastasia. Mm -hmm. Technically, Anastasia's a Disney princess nice. now. That's true. Oh my god, she is. And it's funny because I remember in the episode Gavin had talked about how it kind of reminded him of like Beauty and the Beast and stuff like that. Mm. It doesn't to me, by the way. Belle is very special to me. Don't you ever do that again, <laughs> Gavin. I apologize. But I get I get the idea, and I get what he was saying, right? So, I mean, is Anastasia a Disney princess now? Uh, can I confess something? I've never seen Anastasia. That doesn't surprise me. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that it's doesn't so surprise good. me. It's, so, <laughs> it's on my, it's on my list. Okay. It? Yeah, it's from, it's on my uh, 2018 list. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think one of the most interesting things that's coming from this is the fact that. We know that Disney wants to start their own over-the-top service like Netflix, like Hulu, and building an infrastructure like that is very difficult. We've brought this up in previous episodes where when WWE wanted to do their network, they didn't build it from scratch. They went to MLB and used their technology to stream their events. Mm -hmm. Disney's almost doing the exact same thing because... Disney and Fox were two of the companies that were invested in Hulu. With Disney mm -hmm. purchasing Fox, Disney now has a majority rule over Hulu. And I think it's something insane, like 60% or something like that. Mm. And because of that, people are afraid that they're going to kind of very, very slowly inch out the other networks and convert Hulu to their Disney streaming service. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's possible or do you think they just want to use the technology to build their own in a couple of years? Not only is it possible, do it. I'm ready. I got Hulu. I'm ready for some Disney magic going on uh, my my tablet. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for everything to be Disney-fied. <laughs> Javier's uh, had the Kool-Aid, I guess. So I, <laughs> who are you? I, I I think that they should use the technology and continue forward with the you know their kind of original idea of having their own streaming service. Uh, and I, I mean this, I'm speaking just from a business standpoint, from their perspective, because I feel like they've got a stake in Hulu, so they're already making money on that. If they start their own Disney streaming service and they're going to charge a subscription fee for that, people are going to pay more to get that additional service. So I think they'll probably just use that technology platform and still create their own streaming service. I think that would be the smart thing to do for them. I personally am not really interested in that. I don't think I would purchase that service, but I mean, I, I think that's what I would do if I was them. I don't think there's any reason to edge out the other studios from Hulu because they're making money on all those movies now because they have a stake in that streaming service. So I don't see why they would edge them out. So you wouldn't purchase a Disney streaming service or you wouldn't purchase Hulu? 
I already have Hulu. I wouldn't purchase a Disney streaming service unless it was literally the entire catalog because I am the type of person that I own every Disney thing that I want to watch over and over again. So I don't have a need to stream it. I, I own it, you know, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of the last generation of people that still own all of their media instead of streaming it or storing it on a cloud somewhere. So that may be an age thing, but I personally, like when I go and see a movie, if it's a movie that I know I'm going to watch again, especially a Disney movie, especially an animated Disney movie, I'm purchasing it as soon as it comes out. So I don't need to purchase a service to then stream it as well. You know, I think speaking from a parent standpoint, I see it a little bit different because I'm the same way that you are. You know, Mm -hmm. if I like a film, I go out and I purchase it for a couple of reasons. One, I like to have the physical product, you know, to support exactly what I liked. But there's been services that Disney has had before, like Disney Movies Anywhere or having the, the films available on iTunes to stream and stuff like that, where at any point they can pull those movies and they have, mm-hmm. you know, there's been several films that all of a sudden we've lost access to because the sequel is about to be released in theaters or because the film is coming out of the vault and it's like the new diamond edition or whatever the case is. <laughs> so our previous digital version is no longer available. And that's super frustrating yeah. because if you purchased it, you should just have it available. So, uh, One of the things that we do is we put those digital versions on our kids' tablets so that if we're on a road trip, you know, we're we're at somebody's house, they have something to entertain themselves with uh, without having the need. To talk to them? No, 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 without the need for (laughs) Wi-Fi because those services rely on having an active internet connection. Mm -hmm. Their tablets are not, you know, they're not internet ready. They don't, they're, I don't want to have to pay a monthly service fee for it. And if we don't have access to the Wi-Fi wherever we are, they need to be physically on there. And with these services, you can't do that. So that's Mm -hmm. one of the downsides. Netflix alleviated a little bit of that when they started offering the ability to Mm, download the episodes. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was genius because as long as it can authenticate you once a month, knowing that you paid your service fee, you're good to go. So if the new Disney service works the same way, I'm totally for it because there are tons of films in the movie, in, in the Disney vault that I don't own. You know, I don't own Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, and I would love to see that film. I don't own Three Caballeros, and I would love to see that film. You know, these are films that are not necessarily available to purchase anywhere. Right. But I would like them or have the ability to watch them. As far as the archive is concerned, you know, it's not just going to be Disney. Because I believe when they first started talking about it, Disney said that it is going to be like Hulu and Netflix at a significant price drop. So they're already working on charging less for those services and using all of the properties that Fox owned to kind of complete the idea that you're paying a service fee, not just for the Disney stuff, which I I think you said and a couple of other people we've had on the podcast have said it's not worth it if it's just the Disney stuff. I I would I thought it was worth it. I would have paid, you know, a good 10 or 15 bucks to have the entire Disney catalog. But then at the same time, we don't know how much Disney stuff will be available on the service. But I'm not Disney obsessed. 
but there are tons <laughs> of people that are Disney obsessed. Right. You know, this service is not for you. It's for the people that like Disney stuff. But I want it. I just don't want to pay 20 bucks. Yeah, but it's not going to be 20 bucks if Netflix is currently what is it like 12 or 13 bucks now? It's just 10.99. Okay, so it's 11 bucks and Disney's already said that it's going to be less expensive. Mm-hmm. Let's say that it's 8 or 9 dollars for the service. Tons of people would pay 8 or 9 dollars to have just the Disney stuff available. Now, pile on top of that that you do get other shows that are no longer available on Netflix or Hulu, like Buffy, for instance, or serenity and all these like x-files like i would love to see the x-files Mm -hmm. here's the weird thing like i own all these things on dvd but a lot of them are in storage because they just take up so much space yeah you know it's on hulu yeah but i'm sure it's gonna get pulled probably and see that's the problem that when you see how much is available in the fox library that disney now has access to they're going to pull all those shows and make them available on their service. Like, I bet The Simpsons isn't available on Hulu. No, I don't think so. Yeah, See? I don't think it but is either. But all of a sudden, to have 23 seasons of The Simpsons available on Disney's new service, which Simpsons fan wouldn't want that available? I would have to quit my job to watch every episode. You probably would. <laughs> Just watch one of those FX uh, marathon right. things that they do. Yeah. How long does that take? About, about two a, weeks. About a couple weeks? Yeah, two weeks straight right it's something like that so yeah i mean as i think as marvel fans and as disney fans i think or even star wars fans you know some of the things that you would probably get most excited about obviously like i said the acquisition of x-men the fantastic four avatar you know no longer having to pay royalties for pandora you know out in florida uh the fact that Every st- yeah, the fact that every Star Wars film was owned by Disney except for A New Hope. You know, it's the only one that was owned by Fox. Now they have the ability to release a compilation, like a full box set, remastered, original versions without any of the edits, which would be amazing. Do that, Disney. Yes. Uh, you know, it still leaves some questions, obviously. Like, would they leave the fanfare? You know, now that they own Fox, would they leave the original fanfare or would they change it to the Lucas one? You know, but if they did, they wouldn't have to pay for it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to be excited about. It's not the first time something like this has happened, especially with Disney. The last big purchase that they did was when they purchased ABC back in like 1996. Oh, yeah. You know, they paid like $19 billion, you know, to to merge those companies Mm -hmm. together and it's not going to be the last time. There's certainly been bigger acquisitions, like when AOL and Time Warner uh, first merged back in like in early 2000s. They spent 104 billion dollars, you know, to unite those two companies. This was half of that, mm-hmm. which seems insane to me considering the legacy that Fox has. Right. Mm-hmm. So was I, it really that much? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And back in what year? Which in like then- early 2000s. It was right after Y2K, bro. <laughs> <laughs> with, with inflation, that's actually even more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys most excited about the acquisition bringing to Disney? It's actually a two-sided question. What are you most excited about and what are you most worried about? Uh, I think uh, you've mentioned, uh, uh, and it's the movies. I think uh, no worries now with 
like the X-Men meeting all the other uh, Marvel characters. You know, I think that that's going to be amazing if the, if that's something they're going to do. Uh, Deadpool and Wolverine uniting, you know, right. That's that's awesome. The, that's the kind of thing that I'm looking forward to. Our, honestly, the movies, which I think is probably the big picture that that a lot of us are focusing on. Mm-hmm. And what are you uh, most concerned with? Mm, where everything gets too soft, too Disneyfied. Uh, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you that Bob Iger has even said that he is okay with doing an R-rated Deadpool sequel. All right. So hearing that mm-hmm. makes me feel that things won't be quote unquote Disneyfied, mm-hmm. as some people like to say it. Right. Uh, I think they're going. I I think one of the things that Disney has really prospered with in these with all of these acquisitions is that for the most part, I feel like they've really left everything alone. They've left the yeah. people that know what they're doing do what they're supposed to do. And I think that's why Marvel's been so successful because Disney's been hands-off. We we briefly talked about this with why I think that uh, the, the DC Extended Universe has not been so successful because Warner Brothers has been so hands-on that they haven't let the comic book geeks that know – what these graphic novels and these comics should be and should look like do their thing the way that Marvel Studios has. That I wouldn't know. I don't know how hands-on the companies are with these movies. That's, I think it's pretty well documented. That's been my knowledge as well, is that you know when they took over Jim Henson Studios, when they took over Pixar, when they took over Marvel, they left the creative leadership in place and left them to, they didn't want to come in and change their system and change the way that they do things. So they've, you know, allowed them to exist creatively and they've allowed them to leverage the Disney company's creative experience and their money and, you know, the, you know, the resources that they have, but they haven't gone in and, and really, made sweeping changes and said, okay, you need to codify everything that you do based on the Disney way. Right. They haven't done that. So, you know, for the most part, they haven't taken over a lot of companies like Fox that have a much broader spectrum of, you know, edgier things or, you know, more R rated, uh, entities and, and things like that. But I don't, I think in a way Disney, should be wanting to diversify and, you know, incorporate more categories of entertainment. And I think this just helps them do that. I don't think they're going to start to make everything, you know, PG just because they're now bringing different properties into the fold. So, you know, to your question that you asked uh, Javier, my biggest concern with this takeover isn't that, but it's that, on the services that I do have, which is Netflix and Hulu, I'm concerned that all of the Fox, all of the Star Wars, all of the Marvel, all of the Disney is going to disappear off of those services, and I'm going to have to get the Disney service in order to get any of those in a streaming sense. That would be my concern. The, the thing that I'm most interested to see what they do with, though, you know, as per usual, my eyes are on the animation. And I would love to see them 
you know, give all of those great Don Bluth animated films like the signature collection treatment where they remaster them, they put them out on Blu-ray, they give us some behind-the-scenes documentary stuff. I would love to see re-releases of all of that stuff. Uh, that, that would be the thing that I'd look forward to the most. And maybe we'll get uh, American Tale 3. Who knows? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> right? thinking about American Tale. Uh, so I'm going to call it now, okay? Uh, D23 Expo 2019 Disney Legend Don Bluth. Ooh, that would be awesome. It'd be like a a reconciliation too. Yeah, it, you know, after he left and everything. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just gonna call it now. Oh, uh, that would know, be mark incredible. mark this time. <laughs> if that turns out to be true, man, <laughs> oof, I'm gonna be so happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think you share that concern with a lot of people. I think. You know, the people that do have Hulu, that do have Netflix, are concerned that those things are going to move over to Disney streaming service. But I think there's going to be a larger portion of that audience that's just going to give in and say, all right, screw it, I'm just going to buy the Disney service. Because they want the other things in the Disney archive that aren't available, and they get everything else almost as a consolation prize. I think one of the things that I'm, I'm not concerned with that as much because I'm one of those people that will buy the Disney service once it's available. But I think what concerns me the most is that, you know, to quote Walt, the park's never finished, right? I'm not I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but uh, the park is never done. It's always going to keep growing. It's always going to keep changing. We've seen that, obviously, with the changes of Marvel coming in and Galaxy's Edge extending the park. And, you know, we've talked about the symmetry and everything and how it's off because of it. What happens when Dumbo gets dropped for Ice Age? You know, (laughs) I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, what if like what if these older properties get dumped in the park because a new property is making more money for them? Right. Mm -hmm. I think there is a separation that needs to happen. Uh, Like, I would never want to see The Simpsons in a Disney park. You know, Javier, you mentioned that earlier. It does kind of leave up in the air. Well, what happens to Universal Studios? Because a lot of the stuff there is a Fox property. And mm-hmm. now that Disney owns it, you know, the majority of the stuff there is 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 that going to be the third Disney park that we've all so longed for? <laughs> right. You know, and all of a sudden Universal Studios ceases to exist and they get rid of all these other things that they just don't want and they make that into the big third Disney park, it's it's a question I think that a lot of people have been asking themselves. And if if you haven't, maybe you're asking yourself now, you know, because <sighs> right. it's hard to see even a California adventure. Like, I would never want to see The Simpsons at California Adventure. It just It's such a different vibe from those characters. Dude. I enjoy them Dude. so much in... It's a Disney now. Yeah, but st- yeah, <laughs> the Simpsons I accept are it. Disney now. I do accept that. Okay, but what so I'm saying, it, it could happen. No, it will happen. The Simpsons are coming to Disney. You're gonna see Bart Simpson walking around holding hands with Mickey Mouse. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just. <laughs> Mr. Burns is gonna be in the Halloween parade now. <laughs> oh man. He's gonna be one of the villains. Yeah. In that villains parade. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> all right, so I think I'm gonna throw the question out to the listeners. Like 
considering that all of these properties are now owned by Disney, how would you feel if you saw The Simpsons at California Adventure or at Disneyland? Are you okay with it because you're fans of both products? Or do you think there needs to be some separation? And, you know, knowing that the parks are moving in a direction where they are bringing in a lot of intellectual properties, you know, how does that make you guys feel? You know, leave a comment in the blog post or in the Instagram or Facebook post. You know, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this because it's, this is a big deal. You know, it's it's just... It's, no pun intended? Yeah, no pun intended. Uh, it is a big deal because, like I said earlier, what does happen if they start dropping some of the older Disney properties that aren't as profitable for newer ones that Fox created and start putting them into the park. Is Shrek Fox? Uh, DreamWorks. Yeah, it's DreamWorks. Okay. okay. We could we could get some Titan AE in, in Tomorrowland. Well, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that could be cool. But see, that's the thing. It's like, would you feel like it belonged there? Uh, Star Wars doesn't belong in Disneyland, but that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, people accepted Star Wars back in the 80s. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, like I said, if you guys have any comments uh, about the Disney and Fox uh, merger, you know, the, the acquisition of Fox by Disney, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear what you guys think about that. Uh, all right. Well, before we end the episode... Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about 2017 and reflect a little bit on it and, you know, what was good, what was bad, what do you want in 2018? So who wants to go first? Go for it, Gavin, because I haven't thought mine through yet. <laughs> All right, I'll go. Uh, so for me, 2017 was definitely the year of Coco. Uh, I liked a lot of other things that, that happened this year. Star Wars, Thor Ragnarok was amazing. Uh, I liked Cars 3. It was weird that we didn't get a feature animated film from Disney this year, but we got two from Pixar. That's a rare occurrence. But by far, atop the mountain for me is Coco. That movie is uh, Pixar's masterpiece uh, in in the modern era. I, I think it's probably their best film and maybe their most important film. And I can't say enough good things about it. Awesome. Javier? Um... And no DC stuff. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say, this is the year of Justice League. I'm going to bleep that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the year of of Gavin. (laughs) Uh, The year of too many dying cars. (laughs) I am looking for uh, towards 2018 and hopefully... A newer car that doesn't break down as much. What about on the Disney front, which is really <laughs> what we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, a new car is great. Ooh, uh, unless you're ooh. talking about Lightning McQueen and Cruise. I forgot about one thing. Okay. Mission Breakout. Yeah, this that's one of the things I wanted Breakout, to mention. Too. And that is fan freaking tastic. Yep. Yeah, that's I one I want Breakout. to forget. I'm happy what? 2017 but- is leaving because. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. It's so good. Oh, also, also, my wife went to Disneyland for the first time in her life oh, this year. Oh, hey, yes. Yeah, what? So that was a Shout big Shout out, one. Charlie. Hey, yeah. woo. 
Yeah. First time at Disneyland. It was she awesome. She flew from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back to Kentucky now. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you just run out of states? Oh, did I already say Kentucky? That was the first one you <laughs> oh, said. Oh, was it? <laughs> Alabama yep, to come did. to Disneyland for the first time. She sure did. And, that was awesome. And not only was she here for the first time, she also appeared on an episode of Pocketeers. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, sticking to Disney stuff, Cars 3, man. I think Cars 3 vindicated the Cars franchise because okay. if you completely skip 2, I, I heard somebody say this before. I forgot who it was because I wish I could credit them. Uh, it may have been you or Josh, actually, that that said if we completely skip Cars 2 and you only have Cars 1 and 3, mm. it bookends so perfectly. Yep, mm. it's perfect. And Yeah, I, I completely agree with that statement. And so... I I loved Cars 3 a lot more than other people did. And so I'm I'm happy that it rounded out the story. Uh, I think the biggest thing this year is... When I build a time travel machine, I will get rid of Cars 2 for you guys. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest thing in the parks, obviously, was bringing Marvel in. You know, bringing Mission Breakout to life, bringing in the Summer of Heroes, and really having that presence in the parks that I think justifies having that property as part of the under the Disney umbrella. And looking forward to a lot of the announcements that they made at the D23 Expo about what's coming to the parks, finally finding out what the hell is under that hatch next to Mission (laughs) Breakout, because that's been one of the biggest mysteries since Breakout opened. There's an Avengers hatch, and nobody knows what it's there for. I'm hoping that in 2018, we will find out what that is. Yeah, I forgot to mention the Expo. The Expo was another big highlight of this year. That was awesome. Yeah, the Expo was fantastic. Even though I wasted an entire day after the the mix-up at the animation panel. Mm -hmm. All right, whatevs. But, you know, (laughs) uh, I did get a chance to see some amazing stuff on Sunday. And I almost feel that had it not been for me running into that issue on Friday, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to see Marty Sklar's last public appearance Mm -hmm. before he passed away Mm -hmm. so that in itself was Mm -hmm. such an amazing experience that you know that's always something that i'm gonna hold you know in my heart that's very special to me i have to echo your thoughts on coco i think that what are you mexican by itself yeah as a matter (laughs) of fact uh i think that the film itself was amazing Are are you biased uh, just a tiny bit, <laughs> you know, but, you know, like I mentioned in, in the episode where we talked about it, I connected with it on such a cultural level that, one, it is in the running for my favorite Pixar film at this moment, but I think it did a lot for having a female lead, you know, in the production stages and have the film do so well. You know, I think that was a major change for how Pixar films are done and produced, you know, on the back end. And I think going forward, there's going to be a lot more commitment from the Disney company for that to happen. You know, it's not going to be the the quote unquote boys club that everybody talks about. I think there's going to be a lot more diversity and there's going to be a lot more sensitivity to that diversity in a way where it doesn't seem like it's being made fun of, where it's actually very respectful and it means something to the people that come from that culture. Yeah. Um, 
looking forward to next year. Uh, there's so many things. Pork bellies. Pork belly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's too many things to list. I think maybe for a future episode we'll talk about what we're most looking forward to. But uh, that, that those are good reflections on 2017. You guys have Disney any... Netflix. That's what you're looking forward to. Yeah. All right. If you if you're looking forward to one thing in 2018. That's the wrong thing because that's coming in 2019. <laughs> oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. okay. <laughs> so if you had to choose one thing that's coming in 2018, Javier, what would you say you're looking forward to? Okay. Come back to me. Let me think. Gavin? The Incredibles 2. You lost Javier. Wow. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Out of everything? Well, of we everything have... that I can't even think of, Well, you pick that. Wreck-It Ralph right. 2 also comes Are you still out thinking? next year. I'm still thinking. Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph uh, breaks the uh, internet. Dude, that's a good one. All right, I'm with you there. Okay, I'm with, I'm with you on that one. Okay. All right, so we finally got one. Is, do you want to make that your pick, or do you want to use something else? Uh, and what else do we have? Because my pick is part one of Infinity War. Oh, yeah, that's that's at the bottom of my list. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. Oh, I got it. The Simpsons walking around Disneyland. Uh, you, yes. You are seriously sick in the head, sir. So we're just going to skip. wearing a, 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 a gown, uh, uh, her prince's dress walking around Disneyland. Yeah, you're delirious. All right, so we're going to skip Javier. Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> walking around DCA <laughs> during Halloween. Genius. I love this. You know, there's so many things to look forward to in 2018. We're going to toss it out to all of you guys. If you guys are looking forward to anything in particular in 2018, let us know in the comment section of the blog post, the Instagram, or the Facebook post. Send us a tweet. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on what's coming up in 2018. California Um, Adventure changing its name to Disney (laughs) 2.0. Disney 2.0. That name change is coming, but I'm sure it's not going to be Disney 2.0. Uh, so I wanted to talk, uh, before we close up, I, I do want to talk about a couple of things. And this is a question that I've been getting a lot of in the last several months. And so uh, going forward, I think there's going to be some changes to the podcast. And You're going to stop wearing black all the time? Uh, I'm not wearing black right now. You're not. How do you like that now, nice. guys? <laughs> <laughs> it is gray. Wow. It is gray, but it's not black. Uh, one of the questions I've been receiving a lot over the last several months is, when is Mario coming back? And uh, I would love to say he's coming back soon, but officially Mario has decided that he no longer wants to continue doing the podcast. And really? he's got you know personal reasons as to why he doesn't want to do it. And so I would love for him, you know, to come on a future episode so we can, you know, have him say goodbye properly. But he's a very uh, private person. And, you know, being on a podcast is not the most private thing in the world, (laughs) especially when you're posting on social media frequently. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I've talked to him and he has officially decided that he no longer wants to continue. So. Uh, obviously there's going to be some changes. There has been some, you know, we've been very fortunate to have some guest hosts like Gavin, Melissa, Disney for two, Skylar, Sam, uh, Angela, you know, our friend Dislights. 
So I've been, I feel very fortunate that we've had so many amazing people kind of fill in those shoes while Mario wasn't here. But looking into the future, uh, I think one of the biggest changes that I would like to institute for the podcast is move away from like the three person dynamic that we used to have and have more like I, I mentioned this before, have more of a podcateers team or like team podcateers, right? Where we Podka have team. What are you talking about? The podcast team, right? Uh, where we have a series of people that want to be, uh, you know, more permanent hosts, I guess, is, is the best way to put it, where at any point, you know, any one of them could come on the podcast and offer their opinions, suggestions, and just uh, chat it up Disney style, right? Uh, I think all the conversations that we've had with the people that have been on have been amazing, and I would love to name all of them permanent hosts, but that's not my decision. Obviously, everyone has their own things, and I will absolutely welcome with open arms anybody that wants to come on the podcast and become a permanent part of the Podcateers team. Uh, Podcateers team. The podcast team, yes. Hashtag podcast team. <laughs> uh, but I think that's going to be one of the biggest changes uh, in the next year for the podcast. I'm actually really excited about it because it gives us a lot more variety and it gives us a lot more voices. It gives us different opinions, you know, from, uh, you know, like just thinking back on these last several months. You know, we've had former cast members on that have worked in so many different positions like Gavin, you know, so knowledgeable in the animation spectrum. And as an artist, you know, he has amazing opinions. And so, uh, you know, I've had so much fun having all of these hosts come on. You could tell us that all I about think, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we I think it's a it's a great opportunity for us to not necessarily revamp the podcast, but make it better, you know? And that's one of the things that I'm really focusing on in 2018. Uh, I think me personally, our recording schedule fluctuates so much that I would like to have a little bit more consistency with when we record. And if at any point, any of the hosts that, you know, we select in the future aren't able to make it on, Anyone from the podcast team, you, you like there that one, Javier, go, right? Got it. Anyone from the podcast team can jump in and be a third, fourth, or I don't know, maybe even fifth voice, you know, going forward. So uh, I love that roundtable idea. Uh, I've had so many great conversations with people offline and online, you know, about this. And uh, I'm excited, you know, about the changes that are coming to the podcast. Uh you know, until Mario gets a chance to officially come and say goodbye himself, you know, I just want to say that I appreciate all the time that he invested in being on the podcast. You know, uh, I mean, I still see him. He's my brother. right? <laughs> but uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, you'll probably see him tomorrow. I am going to see him tomorrow. There you go. Uh, actually, I'm going to see him tomorrow and the day after. And the day after. Um you know, but I really do appreciate all the time that he invested in the podcast because even though he was uncomfortable doing certain things like the meetups, you know, he likes meeting people, but doesn't like the crowds necessarily, you know, and the fact that he was going outside of his own realm to do that means a lot to me. You know, he pushed himself a lot and uh, I'm sure he had fun. I can't speak for him. I, I hope he had fun, you know, but... 
Uh, I just want to say thank you to him officially for all the time that he was on the podcast. And hopefully he'll guest co-host in the future. You know, not officially as a an official co-host anymore, but uh, hopefully he will, you know, guest appearance here and there. Maybe he'll join us in that spicy chili challenge. No, he won't do it. <laughs> Is that too much <laughs> no. camera time that's, for him? That's the worst part. He didn't like the YouTube stuff. Mm. And especially considering that in 2018, I really want to ramp up the YouTube channel. Uh, that, you know, just made him so nervous. I could see it, you know, just how nervous that would make him and. Uh, you, I need to get on the YouTube channel too. Cause I'm because, so pretty. No, because you just need to help out with more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind the camera. <laughs> ah, yes. So I'll turn around more next time. <laughs> turn around every time. Turn around. Do you guys want to say anything in regards to that? You, Javier, especially since you were on the podcast with Mario for so long. I love the guy and I'm going to miss him. That's pretty much it. All right. Gavin, as our as our co-host for this episode. Yeah, I mean, shout out to him. He was awesome. Uh, it's funny because I think my favorite memory of him on the show was on YouTube when you guys did the baby food challenge. I, I loved that video. I thought that was great. Ah, yeah. And I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, but my, my favorite thing that he added to the show when he was on is that he would just come out of left field with some dry line that would just cut right to the quick on whatever topic you guys were talking about. And I loved it. So uh, he will definitely be missed. He added a great dynamic to the show. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure he's on to bigger and better things. And I hope he has a great holiday weekend. <laughs> he is on to much better things, uh, for him at least. You know, he's been doing a lot to enrich himself and learn more and just move forward in life. And that's awesome. I, I couldn't be prouder of him, you know, especially these last two months uh, as his brother. I can tell you that I'm just so proud of everything that he's accomplished. He's been working really, really hard for all of it. And I'm happy to see that he's getting a lot of the things that he's been working towards. So we'll do a virtual cheers for him because he's not here to cheer. So Mario cheers for everything that you did for the podcast we love you i'm still gonna see you because you're my brother and you have to put up with it <laughs> maybe javier but if you can avoid him i would recommend it totally. uh but thank you for all the time that you invested i'm holding so. my mug bro what's yours oh blink. <laughs> clink <laughs> clink all right, guys, anything else before we wrap up this episode uh did you know that bob gurr just started an instagram account no, I didn't, but I'm going to go follow him now. Interesting. Yeah, he started oh, an Instagram. Yeah. I just found it today, and I saw that you're not following him yet. So, uh, Oh, go, I go, will be. Go follow Bob Gurr, dude. Bob Gurr official? Yeah, Bob Gurr official. Bam, followed. Nice. We'll include a link to one of his posts so that you can follow him as well. He's at Bob Gurr official. Yeah, there it is, <laughs> Bob Gurr style. Uh, do you know George Lucas is going to do a Star Wars movie? What? Yeah, let's leave that for a future episode. <laughs> He's possibly going to direct Road uh, 2. Right. Ah, Road 2. Nice. Mm -hmm. Tentative title. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled T-O-O. T-O-O. Rogue <laughs> 2. <laughs> 
All right, guys, before we close up shop for today and for this year, this is the last episode of 2017. And before I give you the whole Amazon and all that stuff, I just want to say thank you guys for being a part of the Podcateers family, for all of your support, for, you know, just putting up with us on a weekly basis. We do our best to try to offer some kind of entertainment, comedic, uh, try to teach you something at times. Which Educational? Is, us? Yeah. I mean, we try. <laughs> doesn't always work. But... Hey, Bob Gurr has an Instagram now. Yeah. So we just taught you something. <laughs> You've been learned. But, you know, like I said, we just want to say thank you for being along for the ride you know, tons of people start podcasts with the idea that you're going to get rich instantly. And the the truth of the matter is that that is far from the truth. Uh, it's podcasts, just not instant. It takes home. Yeah. I mean, podcasts are definitely a labor of love. And uh, the longer that you do it, you do have the potential to make it a full-time business. But it does not happen overnight. And... You know, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for all of you guys. And again, I just want to say thank you for all of your support. We hope that 2018 will be a much bigger year for us, that we get a chance to grow, and that with all the changes that are coming to the podcast, that you guys will like it. Uh, obviously, we welcome all of your feedback because we do obviously want to put on a show that you guys will enjoy and you know it, there's going to be some rough patches it's we're we're entering new territory for podcasters but i personally am very excited about all the things that that are coming and uh who knows maybe we'll expand to another podcast or two uh, who knows maybe <laughs> is that it's, possible I, I mean it's not like i'm planning anything like that i'm just saying is that possible well, maybe though maybe it'll happen the podcast network uh yeah the podcasters network who knows <laughs> maybe it's a thing maybe it's not who nice. knows? But what if Disney buys us before? <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's you know, the dream, right? Maybe you'll see us. Maybe you'll see us walking through the parks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You'll see a bunch of those uh, flip faces for the oh, hot dog on a uh, stick, dude. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'd be great. Would it be still considered a weapon? Yes, <laughs> they'll make you take it back to the car. <laughs> All right, guys, so before we close up for the final time in 2017, I'd like to remind you guys that Podcateers is brought to you by listeners just like you. Uh, we like to call those listeners our fairy godparents, and if you would like to become a fairy godparent of the podcast, you can do so for as little as $174 a month. <laughs> All right, really for $1 a month. Uh, that's the minimum. And you can sign up by going to podcateers.com and clicking on the fairy godparent logo with the little Patreon emblem on it. Or you can go to patreon.com slash podcateers for more information. If you sign up for at least a $5 monthly donation, you will get the awesome fairy godparent button exclusively available to our fairy godparents. Who would have thunk it? Hmm. So right? if I donate, I'll get You don't a get nothing. You get nothing. Why? You're on the podcast, bro. But if I donate, I should get a button. <laughs> so again, if you guys want more information, head over to patreon.com slash podcasters. 
Uh, if you guys shop on Amazon, Amazon, the best way to help us out, give us a little bit of a hand, is by starting your journey at podcateers.com slash Amazon. Amazon. There, you're going to find a big old Amazon button big old Amazon. that will take you to Amazon, Amazon using our special affiliate link. And anything that you purchase may kick us down with a small commission. Ka-ching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, to everyone that's already using that link, thank you guys very much for taking a few extra seconds to go to our site before you make your purchases. And that's it, man. All the social networks? Oh, yeah, I forgot those. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought that this is the last episode. I would have remembered that <laughs> stuff, right? We've only done this uh, a couple like, of times. So uh, I understand. Almost 200 times. but. <laughs> just... If you guys are trying to find us on any of the social networks, you can just search for Podcateers. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. This last week, we uploaded a couple of performances by uh, Fat Cat Swinger. Uh, we got a chance to see them perform over at California Adventures, part of the Festival of Holidays. Uh, great performances, a couple of Christmas songs, and they did a cover of Pure Imagination. They're like a big band style, and I think their moniker is like Hollywood's Little Big Band, which I just thought was kind of cool. Uh, so if you guys want to check those out, head over to the YouTube channel. Again, just search for Podcateers. Uh, if you guys want to follow Gavin, Gavin, shoot out all your social links. Sure. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. Also on the web, GavinAudisonArt.com. And don't forget to check out the Animation Station podcast available on iTunes and Stitcher. Javier, if anybody wants to follow Javier, ignore this. <laughs> Let's turn off his mic. <laughs> Actually, say your links. You never say your links. Uh, I only have one. Javi Picks on Instagram. And it's one that you ignore, right? I ignore it all the time. <laughs> like, I don't even know if I'm still logged in. <laughs> you should figure that out. J-A-V-P-I-X. That's not even what it is. <laughs> it's it's J-A-V-I. Huh? J-A-V-I. Oh, yeah. What P- was the song I used to sing? I don't know, but you just misspelled your own Instagram. Oh, it is Javi Pick. Oh, <laughs> That's how long it's been. You're a nerd, dude. I'll, I'll repost something. I'll repost something of Bob Gurr. <laughs> you just repost his picture? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, thank you very much for an amazing 2017. It's definitely been a year of growth for us, a year of changes. But I think going into 2018, there's a lot of great things coming for us. And I'm super excited about everything that's coming. So for uh, if you're listening to this before New Year's, then for the last time. And if you're listening to this after New Year's, here's to Beers, Cheers, and Mickey Ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Avocado. Happy New Year, everybody. Clips of the heart. I don't know the song. <laughs> That's it. That's all I know. <laughs>